And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Welcome to Stars Matter in the Intel Saturday Feed. I'm Mitch Light, joined by Ari Wasserman. Ari's a national college football reporter, although you're not a national college football reporter. You're a national college football podcaster who writes every mm-hmm. once in a while. Ari Wasserman. Yeah. I was we we did miss you last week. You weren't part of the discussion. We finally heard what Grace and Manny's voices sounded like for more than 10 to 15 snippets, but we are very glad you're back. How you doing, buddy? Well, I'm happy to be back, and I'm going to let you guys know right now, Grace is going to cook on this episode. I'm just going to let back and let her cook. Okay. Well, <laughs> and joined, as always, by Grace Rayner, a national college football reporter and a recruiting writer for us. Grace Rayner leaves the Clemson beat, and the program goes to... Uh, you know what? I, coincidence? <laughs> I, I'm not sure, Grace, but um, welcome. Glad you're here. I know you're glad to see Ari's face. I know. I have missed you, Ari. I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah, neither is my wife. So just, uh, <laughs> all right. It's just we've been uh, on the road quite a bit this past month, but I'm happy to be back. And the good news about having the four man weave on the stars matter feed is that the show must go on. So yes, um, many, 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 at a doctor's appointment. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mitch. Yeah, I'll I, was gonna say, I did not, I did not inter- introduce Manny Navarro. Manny uh, could not be here today. We are, we will, uh, Manny will be back next week. Little bum Manny's not here because he was actually in um, Orlando watching Florida state. We're going to talk a lot about that. Uh, we'll, we'll get to all that in a minute, but be sure to follow the podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review and leave us a question with your review, and we'll answer on the show. Subscribe to Until Saturday on YouTube. Be sure to join us live every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday on YouTube throughout the season as we preview and react to the weekend's games and hear from you, the listeners, on our Sunday Sound Off stream. Leave a, vo- leave a voicemail or text on the Until Saturday phone line at 316-462-9852. Sign up for the Until Saturday newsletter when, where you'll get your daily fix of college football news right in your inbox. And Ari, we were talking earlier today. I th- it's only been one week, but I know you're having a good time with that uh, that, that that sound off uh, hearing from fans. Uh, mostly, well, I guess people probably mostly call when they're not happy, right? There's an, are there any euphoric calls or are they just pissed? Uh, yeah, the first one that we did on Sunday was a euphoric call of a Colorado fan who had to drive to Hooters at 9 a.m. to watch the game. Uh, and then he was so excited he had to watch it in his car. Uh, you know, and then we had a Keith Jackson impression. Like, it, I really, really like it. Shout out to Cam Molina, our producer, uh, for coming up with the idea and making that an essential piece of the show because, you know, with everything in, in podcasting world, you want to have a relationship with the people who listen to you. You know, like they hear us coming through their speakers in the car all the time and we get their questions and concerns and comments and sometimes they're not so nice but we get them um suggestions about you know how we can make the show better so the fact that we can make the until saturday feed feel more inclusive and you know i don't know if the reliant is the right word but i would use reliant on you know the people who support the show is is really important to me and the fact that people have been able to participate and willing to 
give us their voice to put on the show has meant a lot to me, and I hope that it continues. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun segment. So we got a good show today. Not a ton of movement on the recruiting trail this past week, but we're going to take a deep dive into roster construction. It's one of our favorite subjects. It's obviously recruiting is a big part of roster construction. Small sample size, but there were some very loud results over the weekend by some programs that have taken very different approaches to building their roster. We will, of course, talk about the recent commitments. We're going to touch on a prominent program that is off to a slow start uh, on the recruiting trail, and we will have trivia. Uh, before we start, I want to talk um, a note from David Ubbins' story. Well, I got to be more specific. One of David Ubbins' many, many stories on Colorado. This was on Travis Hunter, and we talked about Travis Hunter's recruitment a lot on this podcast, and rightfully so, the number one player in the class of 2022. Florida State fans were very upset when he flipped, and you know, mm-hmm. rightfully so. And I don't think anyone really blamed Mike Norvell and staff at that point because he, they lost him to Dion. But with this more information in this nugget, I just found it hilarious and fascinating. David writes, Florida State sent its entire coaching staff to the 2021 7A state title game in Georgia, where Hunter led Collins Hill to the school's first championship as a two-way star, playing cornerback in defensive, cornerback on defense and receiver on offense. Meanwhile, Sanders and his staff at Jackson State never set foot on Collins Hills, Collins Hills campus outside of Atlanta to recruit Hunter. I mean, what the f are you supposed to do if you're Florida State? Ari, you start. I mean, just, it, I just. Not much to say except just... Yeah, well, I mean, I think the entire dynamic of that recruitment was that the only person that could have flipped him from Florida State was Dion, and he's going to play for Dion and, you know, kind of be the person who took that first step. And, you know, not to scoop myself, but when we're done with this podcast recording it today and we'll be live, hopefully by the time you guys are listening to the show, I'm writing a column about, you know, Colorado and the fact that they have some proof of concept now that it actually could be great to play there rather than just playing for somebody who is a superstar and entertaining. And Travis Hunter had to be the first person to take that step. And I would say that it's a blind step. And, you know, that information that you just shared and Dave reported on was, you know, kind of part of the process of like, well, I could go to the the bigger budget place and um, go to a place that has won championships in the last decade and been a part of something that, is trying to get reestablished, but isn't, you know, low budget by any stretch of the imagination. Or I can take a leap of faith, go play for Deion Sanders at Jackson State and try to make something, you know, of my path that's different from the typical. And I think that he always wanted to be different. So, you know, I think that whatever went into recruiting him, obviously the Dion factor was the main main point. And I don't know that that was a traditional recruitment in the sense of how many coaches do you send to the game or how many times do you go to the school? And, you know, frankly speaking, I'm not even an expert on what Jackson state's um, financial, you know, limitations might be for the recruit. Like, I don't even know if they could have sent their whole staff there if they wanted to. So, right. Good point. Um, you know, that, that to me is an interesting thought too. Dion could have gone, but yeah. the fact that Dion has been able to, or did convince a, the number one overall player in the country to come play for him, uh, isn't surprising and I'm not surprised at all by that whole notion. Um, so uh, this is an interesting decision to start the podcast on this because I think we're going to get a little bit into Florida state and stuff, but yeah. it just as a reminder that we all saw Travis Hunter, who I believe is probably a top five player in college football, you know, maybe even number one for his versatility and the amount of plays he can play. Um, but man, that, that recruitment right there is probably the beginning of this whole thing. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer in luck in sports. Like, I think people who just, you know, 
depending on what sport you like, if it's baseball, you know, the ball, you know, say it's a game of inches. And if it's, you know, two feet one way in an infielder, like a soft line drive or whatever in football, just the way the ball bounces, I think fans, you know, sometimes our coaches don't want to believe there's luck. I think it's bad luck. There's luck in recruiting. It's bad luck for Florida State that the year they had the number one player committed, Dion just happened to be at, at, at Jackson State. So, you know, we'll, we'll get into more about that. Um, and this is a recruiting podcast, and we are going to transition into roster construction, but we gr- got to start with this, Grace. It's a Clemson program that you covered closely for, what, four, five, six years. You still follow them closely. How, just from a football standpoint, how surprised were you by what you saw Sunday night or Monday night? I I think it makes no sense, honestly. Um, and And maybe I'm naive to think that, but I just felt like regardless of what we were going to see Monday night, I thought there was no way they would come out and have basically the exact same offense as they did last year uh, with Garrett Riley and a new quarterback. And so now I think we have to rethink everything we thought about the 2022 season. And like, was it DJ Uyunglele? Was it Brandon Streeter? I don't know. And, and Dabo has been saying a lot that, you know, this is the Clemson offense and Garrett came in to run the Clemson offense and, so maybe we shouldn't have been surprised, but holy smokes, I just I cannot fathom how they just picked up right where they left off after yeah, and, so much offseason hype. Uh, and Grace and I were talking slacking about this during the game. It's just like obviously they wanted to come out and play well and, and make just because it's the first game, but it's like that to me. And and it may, they'll say they don't care about outside impressions, but when you change your coordinator and you're in your first game like that, you want to come out and put your best foot forward and say we are totally. a changed football team and. and um, you know, also, I, there's people listening, and if a Clemson fan would say, you know what, we, we we fumbled twice inside the seven and on first down. We missed an extra point. Okay, or we missed a short field goal. Okay, let's say you score all three of those, and, and the game goes differently, and you win 24-20. I still don't think Clemson's fixed by any stretch, Ari. Like, they, they still couldn't get receivers wide open. This did not... Even if they did not turn the ball over and miss field goals, it did not, not look like an offense that's taken the next step. And all credit to Duke. Duke has received its credit this week as a fast offense, a hard hitting, I'm mean, a fast defense, hard hitting. But I just came away just shocked by the lack of playmaking options at Clemson. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be a nice segue into the actual discussion point. Yeah. But yeah, um, take us there. You know, I, I, I have uh, said on the podcast, whether it's this one or with Andy on, on the Andy Staples show when that existed, was that Clemson was headed in the wrong direction and that it would have a hard time maintaining its status as a team that could compete for a national championship every year. Why, why did you um, ever say this? I've never heard this line of art. It's all, yeah, but I said it, I've said it a lot and I got a lot of hate. I've written it. I've, I've said it and people like really didn't like to hear it. And I'm not sitting here cause I'm gloating. The thing that I want to make the point of is that I didn't think it would be like this. Like when I said that they were headed in the wrong direction, I didn't. I meant that they weren't going to be built like Georgia and Bama every single year. I didn't think it would be they can't score on Duke. You know, like that to me is a further decline than I would have anticipated. And granted, we have to take into account that they made five trips to the red zone, and there was a lot of grab ass in that game. You know, a yeah. lot of you know turnovers inside the ten yard line. They certainly could have won that game if they just didn't turn the ball over. Um, so I don't want to act like. You know, their their brand new offense was just a complete failure because they only scored seven points when they they reasonably could have scored. But the goal you know, isn't the just the goal 20s. is to, to yeah. be good enough to win at a high level to make the playoff. The goal wasn't just to beat Duke on the road and score just enough sure, points. Sure, sure, sure. And speaking of which, they they 
did not score. So <laughs> whatever the reason is, they didn't score. And the only time they did score was off of a muff punt, which I believe their possession started inside the 20 or around the 20 yard line. So, you know, that to me is, is an interesting dynamic. And it's like Garrett Riley is viewed as one of the best young offensive minds in, in college football. Um, you know, obviously his relation to Lincoln Riley probably helps the, the, the viewpoint a little bit, not that he isn't his own man, but you know, people have seen what Lincoln Riley has done for offensive football in, in, in the last five years. And there is a certain connection to that. And I don't know what's going on at Clemson. I don't cover the team. I'm not there every day, but, um, I find it shocking that he would want to take that job if he doesn't have control or if he thought he had control and he doesn't, then it's probably a miserable existence for him. So um, that's not the segue. The segue is we've talked about it a lot on stars matter. And we've talked about it on other shows. Dabo Sweeney's decision-making when it comes to participation in the transfer portal is an unforgivable thought process to me. It has been last year. It didn't take like people are just catching up now. I've been saying this for two years about, you know, you got to play the game. You got to adapt. You got to be able to, to be able to do this um, and participate in this. And I, and grace, you can help me out here before I continue cooking. I'm going to let you into the kitchen (laughs) a little bit. What is it that Dabo Sweeney is against? Like, explain that to me. Like, why doesn't he like transfers? Because they're quitters at their other place? Like, what, what's his thought on this? I think he just, I don't know. I mean, I think he just really, truly believes in the high school process. And, and he's gone viral for what I think have been pretty uh, laughable, for lack of a better term, comments about, like, the portal is in my locker room. Um, and I think the thing that's got to be the most frustrating if you're a Clemson fan is that he doesn't need an entire new roster of transfers. You need a solid wide receiver and an offensive lineman. And, and maybe that's it, honestly, on offense, just someone who can stretch the field vertically and help out Cade Klubnik and someone who can help along the offensive line. You don't need 15 or 20 transfers. He just needs a few. Um, but I don't know. And I don't know if this is the reset that he'll need to reevaluate that stance or if he's just going to dig his heels further um, but it's been, I don't know. It, it's been a little bit surreal to watch, honestly, just to see it all happening in real time. Well, Alabama is the model, right? I mean, if yeah. you don't, they haven't like Nick Saban doesn't love the transfer portal, but he, he doesn't, he's not against, he's plugged some holes. He plugged he the literally left played in the national year. championship right. game with the same exact scenario that Clemson has right now, which is we need a receiver. They went and right. got one. Jamison Williams came in and almost, like was a Heisman contender and they probably would have won the game if he didn't blow his knee out in the national title game. And I'm going through the list here of available transfer receivers just in the off season. Um, and I'm, and I'm looking here and I see, of course, uh, Keon Coleman is going to be the number one example of this because he is on Florida state's roster and scored three touchdowns on Monday and Florida state looks awesome, but he's not the only one. Uh, AD Mitchell went to Texas, uh, Dante Thornton, Went to Tennessee. Dorian Singer, who was going to score a lot of touchdowns this year, is at USC. Jamichael Sturdivant at UCLA. Um, who am I? Dante Cephas, who I think he scored in the Penn State game. If he didn't, he's going to score touchdowns. There's just a Jordan Hudson went to SMU. There's just so many different examples of JoJo Earl at TCU. I'm looking at it right now. It's just Jimmy Horn to Colorado. It's just insane to me that they weren't involved in any of these recruitments or trying to do it. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. There is the unspoken thing with Dabo and Grace. I need you to to check me if I'm wrong, okay? But he has been outwardly critical of the entire notion that his players should be paid, okay? Um, and I think that there is a certain, and, and I know that he's okay with NIL, but like the idea of compensating athletes, he's not the the uh, parade leader on let's compensate the players. I think that's a fair thing to say. He said at one point that if they ever got paid from the colleges, he would quit coaching. And there is a certain notion that in the transfer portal that you have a bunch of kids who are on the take or people who are wanting to be in a situation where they're compensated more than uh, or more fairly than they are at their previous stop. But there's also a secondary notion, which is if a player leaves a program and they didn't get in trouble or weren't dismissed from the team, that they are quitting on their brothers or that they are not dedicated to the cause that they committed to out of high school and thus makes them some sort of less bought in player that isn't good for a locker room. And I certainly could probably get on that board. If you're one of these coaches that says, I'm not building my entire roster out of it. That said, isn't he doing a disservice to the Clemson football team, the players that he loves, the guys that he recruited out of high school by not doing everything he can as the CEO of that program, in order to situate them with a roster that puts them in a position to be who we expect them to be. Because now they don't have those transfers on the roster. So those cancers or whatever, you know, is said internally um, aren't ruining the, but they lost to Duke because they didn't have somebody to throw the ball to. And I don't even want to talk about the developmental stuff. Like wasn't Bo Collins, a top 15 player. They have players on their team. So there's one issue of, they didn't develop the guys that came into their program as highly recruited wide receivers. Because if you go back and you look at Clemson's hat past, I mean, Justin Ross, Sammy Watkins, who am I forgetting? Like I'm forgetting a T Higgins. Yeah. There's a million of them. Um, And now they're not developing their players. And then when they don't develop their players, they are not willing to engage in the sport in the way that everybody else is engaging in, which is going to leave them with gaping holes in the roster. While other teams who would have had gaping holes in the roster in the past, that would only be able to be fixed through the normal recruitment process can plug and play immediately. So my notion of Dabo Sweeney, and this is my thought is if you are not going to play the game, with everybody else, and you were no longer fit to be Clemson's coach. 
Like, I think it's that simple. And like, that is like a, you know, and I'm sure Cam's going to clip that. And it's going to go all over YouTube or whatever, or, or Twitter. And like, he probably should. But like, if you don't do everything in your power as the head coach of Clemson football to make the best possible team for your, for the players on your team, your fans and your university, then you're not doing your job as the head coach. And this is, well, go ahead, Grace. I just like, oh my gosh, this is Ari. <laughs> Ari fired Adam Sweeney week one. Yeah. Um, no, not fire him, but he needs to adapt or he's not. And I, the, I'll what's the number one trait that they always say that Nick Saban's great at? What's the number one thing that everybody always yeah, says that Nick Saban's good at? He's the lead at adapting. And Grace, comment after this, but, and it's not like he's at a place where you can't take transfers. Stanford. Stanford's not going to take a lot of transfers. The high academic schools, they're not going to take a ton of transfers. That's not the Clemson can obviously they're going to get kids in. So um so yeah, great. So again, it's a program you've been around. Do you think it's just I, I think it's more development? These are my guys. I sat in their living room. I told their parents that they're going to come in and have an opportunity to develop. I don't want to bring in a guy that's going to bump them from that spot. I think it's more of that. I don't don't know. Grace, you just take it from there. I think that's part of it. I I remember a couple of years ago, this was before, I think before they changed the rule where you could play immediately. And then before the transfer portal got so as big as it is now, but I do vividly remember sitting in a press conference one time and him saying that he would not bring a one-off into his program, um, like via the graduate transfer route. Um, So I think that's part of it. I think to your point, Ari, part of it is, these are my guys, you know, these are the ones that we're going to develop. I think a little, I think a lot of it is just stubbornness. Um, Dabo has, you know, been very outspoken and I think he wants to show that there's a path. This is just my opinion, a path forward, uh, with his way. Um, but there's totally a path where even if he wants to protect his locker room, even if you feel like you don't want to bring in someone from wherever, go get an FCS guy, you know, that's go get South Carolina did that juice Wells and he he lit people up last year. Like there is, if you're worried about the culture, whatever, go get an FCS guy who maxed out at his last place and everyone's happy to see, take the next step and go get an opportunity at the biggest stage. So I don't know, but it's, it's going to be fascinating to see if he uh, amends this at some point. And there's, there's been times in the past too, where I have scoffed at the notion of culture and all those things. And I want to say that like, I am 100% on board with the fact that you want your players to love each other. You want the coaches to feel personal responsibility. Um, You want your players to earn everything that they get. And then when they get it, they feel like they earned it by doing things the right way. Like, I think that what Dabo stands for in like a vacuum makes sense. Like, I I think that a lot of times he says things that don't make sense. But if you really try to like sit back and understand where he's coming from, like he's not crazy. His motives, Um, I think are always, I think that he's, Yeah. That said, I think that we're looking at a team that just lost to Duke. So what's that doing for your culture? Where's your culture now? Like, do you have a great culture or would you have had a better culture if Keon Coleman was on your team and you won? Like that to me is like, what's the best thing for culture? Everybody having a good time and everybody winning. And it's just your responsibility as Clemson's head coach is to win football games. Um, and I know that there's, you know, development of young men, kids getting their, their diplomas and all the things that make you feel nice and fuzzy inside when you're watching a documentary. And I know that those things are important. And of course I want men to be better than they were when they got to a place, of course. 
Nobody gives a shit about any of that except winning and losing. People who are listening to our podcast right now don't care how awesome they're they are at academics or how like if if a player on the team has a three eight instead of a three four. They don't. We don't write about it. Why don't we write about it? There's no academic writer at the athletic. Know. You want to know, know why? Because no one cares. <laughs> Great, Ari. That's your new job. You're, I know. You're I know. Great. It makes you. Writer. I know it makes you queasy. I know it makes you queasy, Mitch, because you're Mr. <laughs> Academia. Everybody, I'm not sure you knew this, but Mitch went to Vanderbilt. Okay. Shut up. Um, <laughs> and I'm not saying, like, don't take that as me saying that education is not important. Of course it is. I want everybody to do everything they can to better themselves. We all went to school. Right, that, that is assumed that we all want that. That is assumed, and I don't want it to be like, ah, oh, he thinks. But that isn't what a coach is paid for. It's not. It's great if you can win and have that. And I'm not saying that you bring players in that stink at school or don't care about it, but you need to do everything in your power to meet your university who's cutting your checks. Is Clemson private? They're public, right? They're public. So he's a government employee? He I'm sure is. he's the highest paid uh, person, in the state, highest paid government employee in the state of South Carolina. My thumb is a dot and my... Index fingers dot. Let's connect those on our own there. Okay. Just <laughs> you have a responsibility uh, to do something, and he's not doing it if he's not going to participate in the sport the way that it's constructed. You might not like the rules. You might not like the way it is. You have to do it the same way that, like, at my job, I like writing and podcasting. I don't like three hour phone calls with Mitch sometimes, but I have to take them. <laughs> Three hours. You called me twice today. By the do you know way, what's, uh, you you call, know what's I didn't call you one time. You called me twice. I missed you a lot when I was on I know. vacation. Buddy. I know you Actually, did. You're like my best friend. I know. Listen, um, I don't know. We're not live, right? Um, <laughs> our va- our uh, you can keep this in the show. I want you to keep it in the show. Okay. But our dryer broke. Yes. So what? What did you? Let me tell you something. Why does everything break in your house? You have a nice house. I know. It's you have crazy, new shit. Right? Everything always breaks. I know. My dishwasher's broken. <laughs> my garbage disposal's broken. My dryer has broken. Our air conditioning crapped out. The house was built in 2020. I don't know <laughs> what to do. And I don't know what to do with my hands to fix anything. So anyway, we had somebody come to our house to fix the dryer on Friday. And then when they got here, they said they needed a new part. Are they so here? They had to order the part. And then I said, okay, I'll pay for the part. Just call me ahead of time uh, to reschedule. And then I just got a text. This person will be here any minute. And it's like, nobody rescheduled the appointment. <laughs> So now I have a psychopath to come into my house to fix my dryer while I'm like, we might have to pause for 30 seconds, you know, if or this we happens, can just carry on without you. But um, so I have a question. No, for no, both. no, no. I um, Is he here? I don't know. You you ask Grace the question while I deal with my wife is texting me. Okay. So you're <laughs> all good podcasting. Yeah, this is fantastic. So now I have a question for both of you guys, but I can't ask it while you're not listening, Ari. Um Okay, Grace, I'm going to ask you this question. And Ari, are you, you're sort of listening. This is not about college. Okay, this is about not this is not necessarily about college football. But Ari was very vocal on his podcast and on social media um, with his good friend and our friend David Ubbin, who, correct me if I'm wrong, Ari got Benny Hanna delivered to his hotel room <laughs> while mm-hmm. working after covering a college football game, which I am 100% on Team Ari here. That is psychotic. I mean, I don't know why you would do that. So if you okay, I I never get food delivered, whatever, because I don't travel and ride on the road. But what what would what's your go to meal on a Saturday night if you're in a hotel room and you're gonna get delivered and you gotta work? Mine was Chipotle. It's gluten free and it can sit around like in a delivery. Are, are the tortillas gluten free? No, but I get a bowl. So 
Um, like I know you're more of a the food delivery expert and all that. I used to listen to you and Landis talk about pizzas and having the, the reserve pizza in the freezer and so you can rotate them in and all that. But to me, like on a delivery, is that you got to go somewhere? No, I just unlocked my front door from my phone because I'm a <laughs> I can do that too now. I can't, I can't it's amazing, that. isn't it? I can't. It so I just told my wife, text the man that the front door's open and just fix. What if Ari got attacked on our podcast <laughs> while we were Dude, doing one time <laughs> I was on Big Ten Network. I, I never go on TV. It was a live Big Ten Network hit. <laughs> I'm scared. And I was sitting in this seat where I am right now. And in my office on the corner here, there are windows that are floor to ceiling and the front door's right there. Yeah. So. I was on live hit and I had no idea this person was coming over. My lovely wife hired somebody as an interior designer to like fix our house up. No thought process whatsoever to tell me that this person was coming and had a code to the door. Like, cause she didn't think I was going to be home. So I am sitting here on big 10 network trying and I, you got to keep it strapped in on I've TV been, too. It's yeah, not been like on this. TV. Yeah. Yeah. They knock and I'm like, okay, well, hopefully they'll go away. I don't know what person would be here knocking on my door. If you knock on someone's door, cold turkey, now it, or like not cold turkey, but like out right, of yeah. now. Unannounced. Yeah. You're a psychopath. Yeah. Right. Um, I've never, I'm never knocking on another person's door again that doesn't know I'm coming. That's you've not done, true. Uh, you've done um, that though, are you? <laughs> oh, I did it one time never, for a story and that was, and, and it went exactly the way that I thought it would. Yeah. I got screamed at and told to leave. Uh, and we'll tell that story one day um, on the pod. But then after they knocked, I didn't know they were coming. They knocked on the door and then like my front door has a keypad with a code. I don't know if you guys have that. I do. The person at the door that I didn't <laughs> know who scary. it was <laughs> typed in the code That's to scary. my house and walked in. At this point, what percentage chance do you think you were going to die? I was like on TV. I would have hung up. So, like, I didn't know what to do. I actually, like, and here's the thing that's crazy. I thought about this. My doors are always shut yeah. in the office, but I saw the person walk, and I finished the hit while the the unknown person was in my room because I didn't want to, like, get up and become viral for, like, yeah. local asshole on Big Ten Network <laughs> gets up in a because everybody would be like, oh, he shit his pants, like that other one that went viral this weekend. Yeah. Did you see that one that went viral this weekend? Some no. podcaster got up abruptly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it's like viral on instagram right now like it's like millions of views people think he pooped his pants and i'm not sure that he did maybe somebody <laughs> broke into his house <laughs> okay so uh, pizza would be my answer always pizza but it doesn't see the one thing i like about chipotle like if it's late or it takes too long it it doesn't like does pizza if it gets a little cold i don't like it but uh grace what about uh, you why would it get cold i don't know don't mm -hmm. trust the delivery guy have you ever heard of the local the local pizza places in every city called Domino's? <laughs> I can't get Domino's. Uh, Grace, they have gluten free you? crust now. Actually, Mitch, you can. I had the best. I had the best gluten free pizza of my life in Holland, Michigan, over the weekend. By the way, there you go. Okay, Grace, answer the question. Oh, uh, I like to. I really like to get like Chinese food delivered when I'm okay. on the road. All right. Love that. But about if you're you, in a different city, to. you don't know where you are. Like you, you could be kind of shady. You don't know. Yeah, I'm like door dashing it. I will okay. say in ovens, maybe defense. No, there's no defense. I grew up there's like, no defense. A, like five minutes away from a drive through hibachi place. And it was like $8 in an old Burger That's King. Different. Yeah, and it's, it's the different. best invention ever. The only reason why Benihana is in, is in existence. I agree with you is there. For the somebody show. in a white hat. 
<laughs> to throw <laughs> shrimp in your mouth. <laughs> with a, with a hiya, ole, or whatever they say. Maybe I've been hired a chef to come to this hotel room and cook there. Uh, you guys do the next segment. Person's here. I'll be right back. <laughs> Keep going. I'll jump right in. It's time for it's Grace can cook anyway. <laughs> oy vey. This as my, is so weird. Just as, staring at Ari's empty room. Uh, yeah. As my grandmother would say, oy vey. Um, okay. We'll go over the recent commitments of, of the past week. We don't want Ari's thoughts on this anyway. There's only been, there's three notable ones. Um, Braden Platt, number 191 from Yalem, Washington. If I type that, are you back, Ari? You're back. That was fast. Okay, we're going over the recent uh, commits. Then we're going to go back into that roster okay. of construction. Braylon, cool. uh, Braden Platt, number 191, a linebacker from Yale Washington, number three player in the state. Um, you know, it'd be nice if I wrote down where these kids are going, but I think I remember all of them. So to Oregon, DeAndre Carter, number 103, offensive lineman from Matter Day in uh, uh, L.A., Southern California, is going to... Um, Auburn. Auburn, yes. And then Dominic McKinley who defensive lineman, the number one player, we'll get into this later, all right? The, the number one player in the state of Louisiana, what do we always say? Kids, they're going to LSU. He's not going to LSU, at least not right now. Texas A&M, good get. Imagine that, Texas A&M getting That was a defense. huge get for them. Yeah they're, yeah, they're doing good. Yep. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All of that has to, what we were talking about is recruiting, it's roster construction, but the reason is the team, the 247 Sports Team Talent Composite came out about a week ago and it's something that we refer to a lot, Ari writes about a lot. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great tool. The one thing it is, it is not, it's just as guys as high school recruits. So it's, um, when, it, when a guy transfers in, if he was a three-star, it's going to show up as a three-star, even though if he's a, mm-hmm. like, was considered a, high, a better get. So Clemson, number five in the team talent composite for 2023. Florida State, number 20 in the team talent composite. What's the difference between those schools? One of them has taken a lot of transfers, and the other one has not. So 
we could like five years ago, we might look at that and say, okay, that's a pretty accurate indication of how much talent you actually have in your roster. No, it's a, it's an accurate indicator of how much recruited talent, so to speak, as recruits. Because Florida State, you couldn't look at those two teams this weekend and say that Clemson is 15 spots better in a talent, any kind of talent ranking than Florida State. I'm ready to make Stars Matter history right now. Grace, are you ready? Ooh. I legitimately think that a team that ranks number 20 in the talent composite rankings could win the national title this year. I mean, like, that is, to me, like, a real thought. Now, what, what, if, what if 2021, Ari, heard you say that? No, I'm saying could. Um, I don't think that they're going to. They have an uphill battle the same way oh, Michigan okay. does, too. Can, not will. I, yeah. I, I, think, I don't think that they'll actually do it. But it's the first time that I would take a team that is ranked in that area as a legitimate contender. And it's kind of the same thing with Michigan, too, to a certain extent. I think Florida State um, is better than Michigan right now which might be weird to say after one game, but anybody who watched that saw a level of athlete in the way that they were playing that game. Um, I don't know. I just sometimes you can just get a sense for whether a team has it or not. The 247 Sport composite rankings don't make sense if a team can cherry-pick under-recruited players who outdid their uh Jared Verse, great example. So the thing about stars matter is that in the old days, meaning two years ago, <laughs> you had a 85 person roster that was made up only of high school recruiting rankings for the most part, maybe three or four guys were transfers in, but not like it was now. And basically you played the law of averages with that composite to spit out a team that is likely going to play to a certain level, because if you have 25 stars, it doesn't mean that all 25 stars are going to be good. It just means that you can assume that maybe eight to 10 will be really good. And if you have eight to 10 really good five stars on your team, then you can assume that that team is going to be loaded. Stars matter. Doesn't mean that a player who's a three star or a no star like Jared verse can't turn out to be a really good player one day. It just means that if your team is filled with those types of recruits, that the likelihood of you having a very, very good team from top to bottom are lower. It's simple math. And I just don't understand people like just tweeting at me. Also, stars don't matter anymore. Stars will always matter. They will always matter. But if a team like Florida State can go out and pick up 10 to 15 players who were low recruits, who have obviously become better than what they were ranked, which happens on every roster across the board and cherry pick them and put them onto the field. Then obviously that, that that doesn't make any sense because you already got ready-made players whose recruiting rankings don't matter anymore. So that's why it's different. It's not that the two, four, seven sports composite rankings don't matter anymore. It's because teams are taking in so many transfers that the numbers are being watered down by players who play better than their in their ranking would indicate. Does that make sense? So like, I, I just don't, I don't know in five to 10 years, if we can look at the two, four, seven sports composite rankings, the same way we look at them now. And I think Florida state's going to be a very interesting case study to follow uh, throughout the year to see how good they actually can be. Um, and I would love to see them on the same field as a, a really good Alabama or a very good Ohio State or Georgia team to kind of put that to the test. But LSU is a is a two four seven sport composite monster because of the way that they recruit out of high school and they sucked the life out of their chest. Now, 
I, I, someone, I've thought about this and someone listening and it's, we've proposed it. Okay. So why, when you're looking at Florida state, when they're doing the team talent, why are they considering Jared versus a no star when they could put him a five star and add him to the talent? Well, I think the easy answer is the, the quick answer is because they're not reevaluating the current players on Florida state's roster. So why are they mm. only reevaluating Jared verse? Like, um, Jordan Travis is a lot better than a three-star quarterback. He's listed as a three-star on the team mm-hmm. talent. So if they were going to put versus a five-star, they'd have to go back and reevaluate everybody. And we've talked about that. I think you've had mailbag questions. It's just not. And it's impossible to do. Yeah, because it's just not unless practical. You re- unless you do the evaluations in the middle of a season. Right. Um, but it's like they have a Heisman Trophy contender at quarterback and the number one top five pick at defensive end, and neither of them were blue-chip players. It's like, oh, how are they a national championship contender? Because they cherry pick two legit players that are going to be NFL guys and maybe on the stage in New York City at the end of the year and plug them into their team. So, of course, it doesn't matter. Stars mattering has always been a law of averages. It's always been about a total number. Some players will play below their ranking. Some players will play above their ranking. But if you have 85 people, the math will bear out at the end that your team will be more talented and better than the teams that don't have the similar stars. But now, if you're going to have teams like Florida State who are built up with four to five guys who were three-star prospects two years ago, who now are Heisman finalists, then it completely throws the entire thing out the window. So that's why I think that. I don't My, my stance on the stars hasn't changed. The game has changed. Makes perfect sense. Um, going back to Clemson Duke, I'm sure you guys saw this, but do, do you, Grace, do you know the the blue chip difference between Clemson and Duke's roster? I do. Cause you put, you, you put it in my story. Oh. It's, uh, <laughs> thank you for that, by the way. It's, he oh, always what puts is it? things in people's 56 stories without to two? asking them. Uh, 56 to two. Yes. Grace yeah. seems appreciative of my help. Uh, unlike Ari. So that thank you. That I thought was crazy. Like there were certain things that Mitch adds to my stories that really help. And then there's sometimes <laughs> I just wish he wouldn't have done it. <laughs> I was glad he you take the good with the bad Ari. Uh, yeah, no, you, there's one specifically from the past month that I really wish you would have done. Okay, let's tell me that off air. Okay, I might get my, my feelings will get hurt. Um, you know what it is. Do I? What story? Yeah. It was a column that I was okay. really excited about writing. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I feel like this is about to get sad. I, I'm very sad. I don't, I don't want to disappoint you, Ari. Um, and then, I don't you think know, it was your fault, though. I think somebody told you to edit. Oh, I'm confused now. Um, and sometimes, like I said, you get lucky. And give Duke credit for the development of Riley Leonard, but I think Leonard actually, I didn't know this, picked Duke over Vanderbilt. He had no big time offers and he didn't go to, he did not go to Duke. He didn't visit Duke. And like, is he better than Cade Klubnik? Maybe he, he is right now. Don't you guys think? So like, yeah, probably like who, right yeah so like they've got a five star quarterback and they've got a low three star and he's better. So it's like, just, but a low three star performing like a first round pick is not evidence that stars are irrelevant. You know what I mean? Like that's oh, yeah. the thing that really irks me because people, I, I just like, I don't know how many times I can talk about it on the show or write about it without. And it's just like, people are never going to get it. Like if you tweet at me, stars don't matter. You're just, you're never, you're never going to be helped. Like at this point, <laughs> it's too late for you. Um, there is like, no help for it's, you. I feel like it's, I would have, if I took a high school math test right now, I would flunk without question. I'm actually afraid to have to help my daughter with her algebra homework. We've taken algebra Shit, already. Like, 
I know. I was going to say, you've got like yeah. 10 years. I have, yeah. I have nightmares of like rudimentary math homework that could be coming my way in five years. Like I won't know how to do any of it. But I do think that it's just a simple understanding of, of large sample bases, variation based on what could happen with a player, and total numbers added up together and averaged through that spit out a, a team that is more likely to do it. If you have 35 five stars on one team and zero five stars on the other, and only 11 five stars are actually good on the other team, you're still 11 five stars better than the other team, even if they have five three stars that play out of their mind above their ranking. It's just a law of averages. It's simple math, and even I understand it. Get on board or get left behind. If you're not on board, you're left behind. That's it. Stars Matters over. Okay. Not the podcast. <laughs> the, uh, um, all right, no, no, the podcast. So you said you listened now. to the podcast last week. I don't know if I believe you, Ari. Um, yeah. You're a busy guy. I know you got a lot of podcasts. Um, this was a question from a a story that Grace and Manny did and that I participated on the podcast last week. We're not going to go over it again, but one question. Recruiting predictions. Yeah. 2023. Class of 24 recruiting crown, Georgia or the field? Who do you got? Yeah, I saw this and I heard it because I actually listened and I don't know why I would lie about that. Um, <laughs> I had a really hard, like I said, I read the story too. That was in the story, right? Yeah, wow. Consumer of content, uh, Ari Wasserman. Look at you, yeah, Ari. I, mean, I, I support my friends and family. I, you know, I'm, I'm, you're a good guy. Listen, I think Grace is a must read, even if I don't work here. <laughs> Do these stories you've been pumping out, Grace, or have been awesome? Thank you. Likewise, she's, she's you hear those little, you hear those, you hear those footsteps behind you, Ari. You know what those footsteps are? <laughs> no, no, no. Someone finish it for me. What are those footsteps? That, that, the only reason someone Ari's, finish the sentence. It's Grace me is, running to hang out with you. That's, yeah. it is. <laughs> that's it's the reason Ari's coming for my job. Let's that's go. That's Ari, Ari's one step. He pivoted to podcast because he knew he was about to be dethroned. No, yeah, I did what no. Dabo Sweeney refuses to do, and I adapted. Yes. <laughs> Now, now answer the question. Georgia or the field? So you're saying Grace is Florida State and I'm Clemson? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> You've won a lot uh, of championships, Ari. It's time to move over. It's time to move on, yeah. Um, I think I'm still going to take Georgia. Okay, I took Georgia too. Man, man, Manny's, yeah. Manny, I love Manny's. He's stuck with his hot take Florida State pick. I don't uh, know where he's getting it. I, the, the math doesn't... I don't... Like, I, Manny, I hope you're okay at your doctor's appointment. <laughs> I hope it's one of the above body doctor's appointments and not below body. Um... <laughs> I don't think that it's mathematically possible for them to do it. Like, I don't know, like, where this is coming from. Well, I mean, they I could flip, commitments like, could happen. Five, but, five stars, obviously. But like, I know, but if they do, like, then, yeah. I guess, yeah, in theory, I guess Margot Robbie and I could go out for a drink next week. But, like, <laughs> I just don't know. But that's the next thing, too, and I don't know if Did you see Barbie, is gonna, Ari? I didn't. I, I oh. didn't have time. I really Grace, wanted to, so, like, you know. I did. Yeah, good movie. Go ahead, Ari. Did you wear pink to the theater? I did not. I did I did I don't not own either. Pink. Oh, yeah. I don't own pink. What's a lot the of people the, did, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, a lot of people did. I, I don't understand. So my wife is going to a Beyonce concert here next week or something. Oh, next so week fun. or two weeks. And it's in a, it's in the Cowboys arena. And, like, the number one stress in our entire life, like, in our family this weekend, was getting her a metallic outfit that looked cute. <laughs> Like, that's like, I was like nervous on Sunday at the mall. Like, I really hope we can find something for her. I think Zoe, like has, like Zoe wore a metallic dress. I can, we can yeah. ship it that way. It's like, you know, and if you ever met my wife, my wife is the type of person, like if we're in Utah in the mountains, 
She has seven outfits that look like she grew up there. If we were in California, <laughs> when in Rome, she has yeah. she is always dressed like we went to a cowboy wedding last week in the middle of nowhere. I would have thought that she grew up milking cows out there. Like it was like <laughs> unbelievable. She is a very good chameleon, and it's always super pretty and cute too. Like that's that's the thing. She doesn't like half ass it. Like she goes all the way for it. So if her friends and her friend group are dressing up for the Beyonce concert, she is going to find. The nicest, most expensive, <laughs> <laughs> most expensive metallic dress a human being could buy. And she's going to play it up that way. And I love her for it. Because, like, so, honestly, my number one thing in dating was, like, finding a woman who was well put together. Like, that matters to me, which is hilarious because I wear the same thing every day. So your your uh, admiration, for lack of a better word, of TCU mm -hmm. on Saturday did not help with the spending a lot of money on an outfit? I so lost a lot of money on the TCU game. Okay. And I lost more money on the TCU game than it will cost her to buy her outfit. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Like, right. I lost a shit ton of money. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> okay. I, like, you know, like, it's called the live genie. Yeah. That's what I call it. You chase the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> the game started at 20 and a half. Then Colorado scored first. And then the spread dropped to seven and a half at that time. I'm like. That is screaming is Ari. That is just Ari. Come get me. Hit it. Okay. <laughs> then. It dropped to six and a half, which is an entire score difference. Hit it. Then it hit three and a half. Hit it. <laughs> then under three, hit it again. And then finally, money line. I hit five or six different bets throughout that entire game. And I lost all of them. It was uh it was a it was a sad day. It was a bad day. You know, it's just, that's what it, <laughs> it happens. It was that dude that's on, on Twitter that always goes, "It's a sad day. It's a bad day." You know, like that's uh, we got you got to bounce back. It's, I, and it's I didn't here. this weekend at all. It got okay. worse as the day went on. Okay, um, a lot of times we haven't done it lately, but we kind of just take a snapshot of a program during the recruiting cycle and say, like, you know, are we give them praise for what they're doing? Or are we concerned? This one is University of Washington who. Um, had a breakthrough year offensively last year. They've got a new home, the Big Ten. There's no uncertainty there. Number 55 in the 247 composite rankings. A lot of that is just 12 commitments. Um, eight from California, none from in the state. Now, their average player rating is actually higher this year at 88.73 than last year. But there are five blue chippers in the state. They're committed to A&M, Oregon, Michigan, and Oregon. The number two player in the state is Jason Brown is uncommitted. The state has 15 guys committed to top to power five teams. Like I said, none to Washington. Should we be concerned about the University of Washington's recruiting? Grace, you go first. Um, I would like to see them pick it up a little bit just in volume, but I don't think I'm ready to panic yet. No, I think this offense is going to be so much fun again. And the move to the Big Ten has recruits really pumped. So I'm not concerned, but I would like to see them have more than uh, 12 commits. 12. Ari, I think I've been in a constant state of panic <laughs> about Washington's recruiting for like three years now. And now they might have the greatest offense right. since the 2019 LSU Tigers. So what so, the hell do I know? <laughs> you know why they've got Michael a, Penix is a transfer. Yeah, yeah. I know. But their wide receivers are R Roma Dunze and McMillan. They're, they're, yeah. they're just good old fashioned recruits. You know, they are. I think Jalen Polk might have been a transfer from from Arizona, but a, if I but a Seattle kid. So, um, yeah, I just. We Ari makes fun of me. If you've listened to this pod for years, I, I have kind of a just admiration or affinity for University of Washington. I think it's a real cool place. They've got a great tradition. I think it'd be a great place to play. And I just always they had that great run. I think they had three straight 
classes that rank number 16 nationally. But outside of that, I just feel they're an under-recruited. They don't recruit as well as they should. They've not done well in state. And it's not just getting the missing on those five stars. You uh, know what's crazy, guys? What? And I did this. I on, Was the game on Sunday, the LSU game? Yes. On Sunday night, I was watching Florida State completely demolish LSU. And the entire time I was thinking, holy shit, what if Travis Hunter were on this team? Like, I do that sometimes, like, when I with sure. flips. Maybe that's a good story. Like, biggest 2023 what-if recruiting uh, results. And I think another one that would be on that list is, like, what if Emeka Igbuka was on Washington? Was right on now? Washington's team. What yeah. if JT Tui Maloa was on Washington right now? And it's like, people are talking about how awesome they are, um, and, and rightfully so, because they are awesome. But it also is a testament to the importance of actually capitalizing on the players in your state when they are there. Because Washington may win the Pac-12. They may even make the playoff. But like their chances of having a truly spectacular season would be aided dramatically, probably more so because of JT Tuimaloao. Uh, they've got great receivers already. But if you add Emeka Igbuka into that mix, like you have two potential first round picks added from your own state to this already awesome team. And you might have a complete, you might be having a Florida state discussion. And we're I'm going to play the what if game though. So I'm playing the yeah, what if, game. Jim, the what uh, if uh, game. Jimmy Lake's probably still the head coach there. And you know, their offenses, yeah, no, they're I running know. the ball and Michael Penix Jr. And there's Sam Huard's probably the starting quarterback. Um, that's the ironic part that the, well, the five star yeah, they got. Know, yeah. Yeah. The five star they got, you know, would he be playing if they didn't get Michael Penix Jr.? Possibly. Uh, it might be, Having a good year. Um, oh, by the way, we're going to get to trivia in a minute. But I do want to say, reach on Twitter. I got flustered last week in the trivia question when because I didn't have to have Bo Nix. So I started scrambling. And for the Texan fans that have reached out, Ari, the question was, if you listen to the entire pod, was how many five star, former five-star quarterbacks were starting in week one. I did have Connor Wegman from Texan on my list, but did not mention him. So apologize for that. Um, you have actually, and I love you, bud. I know I've screwed up a lot in trivia lately. What's going it's on with fair. your trivia questions? Pal? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I, it's, it's just like, come on, write I had it down. To, I, I know. I had it right last week. I got flustered because when I make a mistake on, you know, quote on live the pod, I'm scrambling and, you know, so I'm crossing things off. Do and, you think you, do you think that you made a mistake on today's? Because I have uh, a trivia question no. for you, Grace. What are the odds that Mitch messes up today's trivia question? No, I think this one's pretty good. He will you let her answer? Up. Thanks, Grace. Okay. Um, should we go trivia? Are we, we are we done? I think we're Anything ready else? for trivia, yeah. Um, if you want the story that I have to do to you before 8 p.m., then definitely. Okay, sounds good. Um, all right, this is one where I don't honestly like, especially earlier in the pod, Ari, when we first started, most of the trivia questions were like impossible to get. They were just like I'd research something and they would lead to discussion. And I'd, I'd say like how many of the top 100 players and you'd say like, seven and the answer would be like 72 and then we would you know yeah. we, we'd go on from that so I don't, I don't expect you guys to get this one but i just think it's an interesting um from 2000 through 2014 through 2018 there were five quarterbacks who ranked in the top 10 of the recruiting class so not just five stars there were five who ranked in the top 10 of the recruiting class three were drafted two were not who were the two that weren't drafted so from oh 2014 through 2018, it's always such random years too. I know there's one. I know one off the top of my head. Who is it? Wait, I don't. I think he made the NFL. I don't know. If but it doesn't matter. Drafted. It's drafted. Did Kyle Allen get drafted? Did not. Now Kyle Allen has started NFL games, so that's good. And there's one. So more. I got one. Yes. 
Good job. Good and the job, other Brian. one, I mean, I, it's hard for me to know because I researched the question, but like, I think you, I would have thought you would have got the other one better. He played for two separate Power Five teams. You've probably seen him live, Ari. Grace, you probably have not. Give you a little hint. Um, I have seen him live, and Ari has seen him live. So that, that could get hints on I've the two seen conferences. Him li- so he's a Big Ten player? Is that what you're saying? He started in the SEC, ended in the Big Ten. So he started at Vanderbilt, ended at... <laughs> no. Remember my job. I, I saw every team. My, oh, you know, that's true. Yes, yeah, so I've... I've um, he did not play at Ohio he, State. Did he make the NFL? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Let me. He was not. I don't think he played in the NFL. I have like absolutely no chance. Yeah, I mean, this. I'm not saying it's. Um, yeah, I think I think is he on the Colts? Or was he on the Colts? Is it Jacob Eason? No, Eason was. Uh, I Eason guess was I dra- Eason was drafted. Taken- I guess I should have taken the clue that I've seen him play and I've never seen Jacob Eason play. Right. (laughs) I've seen Jacob Eason play. Yeah. Eason was a fourth round pick, I believe. Top 10 player nationally or top 10 quarterback nationally? Top 10 player nationally. So like five star, but a high five star. Oh. Oh, uh, I know who it is. Who? Shea Patterson. Yeah. Good job. Wait, Sorry, what was but it? he did Can get you... drafted in the XFL, didn't he? Uh, so did you he? need to, you need to like, or, yeah, you know. What, well, I think... what was his question again? Does, uh, <laughs> okay, Ari. Wait, okay, Ari. Does, <laughs> no, does, um, does Hunter there Johnson fall into this category? Uh, no. Why? Well, well, hold on. If Hunter I, Johnson was a top, right? I might do it. Grace, Uh-oh. Grace, you're not supposed <laughs> to make me look bad. Uh-oh. <laughs> hold on. Hold He's on. He's class of 2017. He wasn't top. He was number thirty. Okay, Grace, you got you got me scared. The top ten okay, okay, player. Okay, 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 okay. Grace, okay. you got me hard. That's my bad. My That's racing. my bad. I'll take yeah. that loss. Um, well, I nailed it though. Yeah, good job. And good job, Ari. I go Shea Patterson my... did get get drafted in either the XFL or the USFL though. So next time you need to be more specific on your question. Drafted into the NFL. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> he was assumed. the number one pick of the USFL. I think that's assumed. Um, okay. Well, it's not. I mean. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields were two of the ones drafted, um, and Jacob Eason. One of was, whom was Jacob drafted Eason. behind Zach's, Zach Wilson somehow. Yeah, and uh, Jacob Eason was a fourth round pick of um, was it the Colts? Yeah. So um, cool. Um, let me check my notes. Anything else, Grace? Ari? No. I'm good. So Ari, Ari? is someone in your house now? There's a human in my house. Yeah. Are you worried? No, no I, well, he was the person that came here last okay, week, so what, I recognized him. Okay, yeah. what appliance is this guy fixing? The dryer. The dryer. What's wrong with the dryer? It just didn't dry? It just didn't do the only thing. It, it didn't do the thing that the <laughs> thing is named after. <laughs> that is the ultimate. You have How, one job. Can I, can I ask you a question, and I want you to be for real with me? This yeah. is my trivia question. Okay. If a dryer is broken. Yes. What do you call it? And... <laughs> The issue isn't that it doesn't dry things properly. <laughs> well, how's it broken? What other way could it be broken? <laughs> like electrically, if it doesn't like turn on, like that's like the only other. Like thing. It could it could be, that's a good one. Yeah, it, it could dry, on. but take like quadruple the amount of time. But yeah, eventually get there. So, okay. It was like nine grand this month because we just had to dry our sheets for seven straight loads. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so Ari and I joke uh, often about like not being good at things, like not fixing things around the house. You know, I'm just awful not awful at it. 
I okay. I figured out something in my life that I am better. What like what is the best thing in your life that you're better than everyone else? Like I, I'm not phrasing this question right. What do you do best compared to the rest of the world? Is there something that comes to mind? Like Ari, is it? I know what mine is, and my wife. You know, we were talking about this up in up in Michigan while uh, driving around. Uh, micromanaging our stories. <laughs> is that um, mine? Is parallel I, parking. You I are an elite a, parallel. Parking. Elite, I'm a master parallel parker. Like I can, I can, I'm not saying I'm the best in the world, but relative to but all you, my other but skills, definitely in America. Yeah, yeah, I do that better than. That's my best skill relative to everything else. Thank you, Grace. And like, do you have a trick? No, I just growing up in the Northeast and going to like games in like New York, just whatever. Yeah, I just learned how a lot to do of people it. Who grew up in the Northeast that probably know how to do it too. Um, um, hey, uh, Grace, what's yours? I don't know that I have one. I was thinking about this. I don't. Know Grace is so well rounded. I, I mean, I'm, I know. Ari. Running an offense is the point guard. She's like probably the best in the world. Stop. Yeah, that's Stop. right. Yeah. Point guard play. Yeah. Stop. I'm the most unremarkable human on the face of the earth. I don't think I do anything. I don't think I do either. Oh, uh, uh, losing money, I'm pretty good at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or you find something you're good at, you you work on your craft, and you just keep getting better at it. So uh, that's that's your homework for next week. Come up with something that you're just I think I'm like I was always really good at hitting on girls. Like good at successful at it or, or yeah. like, okay. <laughs> like okay. I like am, I think I'm witty enough. Like I like, look at Brett. Like I right. totally yeah. fooled her. She <laughs> yeah. had no idea what was happening, but like, unfortunately she's caught on right? relationship. She's caught on now, was, but there's a legal. She issue. literally looks at me and says, you tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying deceit is your above yes. average skill. <laughs> I am very good. I was very good at how, like, I could walk up to girls in public and uh, get their numbers sometimes. Like, I, 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 I don't know if I'm saying like this sounds so like, yeah, we get it. It wasn't that I'm like better than anybody else. I think that like my lack of fear in that category was great. That's a skill. Like, that I didn't, confidence. I didn't ever like. Yeah, I don't even know if it was confidence. I was always just told, you know how people say you can ask somebody out and if they say no, it's no big deal. And like people are like terrified of, of rejection. It didn't even process to me if someone's like, get away from me. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I, this, this one didn't work. We'll try on the next one. Like, and believe it or not, it's pretty successful. Like if you like actually meet somebody naturally and like say, hey, how are you? Or like bring up a conversation or say something funny and make them laugh and ask them to go out, like they go out. That's how, like, think about it. Like, really, I know we got two more minutes left in this podcast, but do you ever wonder, like, how all of our parents met? I think about this a lot. Where well, I, like, met, I met my wife pre-internet. Meet. Yeah. No, I didn't. So did you, we meet? you met your wife in a bar pre-internet, right? Yeah. Well, not yeah. the internet existed, do? but, like, I went up. It was, it was part of it. It was a group. It was a bar crawl. Boston, Je- uh, Jeff Halfley, love you. Boston College bar crawl. Um my friend from high school went to Boston College, and Heather's cousin went to Boston College. So, but there's a big group there, and just started talking. Yeah, but was school. she friends with your friends, or was she a random? She was part of her cousin went to Boston College, so it was it was same group. But did like, you know somebody there that knew her? No, no, didn't know. Oh, okay. So, so she was a rando. Good job. Yeah. What'd you say? You remember what you said? Uh, not really. Did it start with "Hey, babe"? Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I said, "Hey, babe." <laughs> No, Grace, I said, would you, Grace, you when f- you were single and a, if a man would walk up to you in public and hit on you, would you like think that was weird or would you be perceptive to it if they were like charming? I think it depends on are you interested in them or not, right? Like but the fact <laughs> the fact that it's weird now 
like makes it like no hope to just meet somebody. Like that's why so many people meet people on dating apps because yeah. like talking to people in public is just like off-putting. The same way yeah, I said, if you ever I knock agree. on like, someone's I, door. I can appreciate like a nice, confident, in-person interaction. How'd you meet Hunt? Mutual friend. Yeah. So he was a commenter yeah, on one of her stories. Yeah. Just... She was he a commenter on your stories? <laughs> he was a commenter on my stories before we before we met. Yeah, it, I'm like he does. It's a great. It's an up. athletic romance. Yeah. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. So, so I met funny. I met my wife through a mutual friend too. So maybe maybe it's not as drastic as I think. But mutual yeah. friend that I think or, is the way to go. Then you know you're not getting someone who's gonna, you know, yeah. be yeah. crazy. Yeah. So well, Ari, last week when you went around, I had to do the sign off, and it was. You want to try again? Because you no. were always like the reason why I did it was because you stunk at it. No, well, I wanted you to feel part of the show because you're so quiet during the show and you don't really talk much. You want to take us, take us, take us away, Grace? Why don't you take us away? Yeah, yeah, this is it. No, Grace, we are not quitting the show. We're Ari and I are just going to stay on here until you sign off. So I like it when Ari does it because he says it so he delivers it so well. Okay, yeah. All right, Grace, we're, we're going to sit here until you do it. We're it's going to be silence. Yeah. What do you say, Ari? You say thanks for listening. Stars matter, and then that's it. <laughs> Cut the pot. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening.